I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Stefan Voller, Chief Technology Officer and co-founder of Vault. We are talking about VRP, Variable Recurring Payments. Everybody tells me this is the next big thing in the payments industry. Why is it the next big thing and what's it going to do to the payments ecosystem? Let's start there, Stefan. Why is VRP such a revolution? So just looking at the UK and the current payments market structure there, you see that cards are the dominant payment instrument, also for recurring payments. Besides of cards, the UK also is uh, yeah, heavily dependent for recurring payments in certain verticals and for certain use cases on the very old BEX direct debit infrastructure, which also from a consumer perspective yeah, is very cumbersome to use. It creates a lot of friction. And it misses a lot of features that yeah, users and shoppers would appreciate in their online uh, yeah, purchase journey. So VRP will take away a lot of the friction. It will empower users and merchants to use better checkout flows. And also it will have an impact on costs. So it is expected that generally open banking will drive down the costs for merchants in uh, yeah, the use cases that you typically have in e-commerce, but also for bill payments or other B2B payments. So this is what VRP does for us. It's also being given a push by the Competition and Markets Authority. It's presumably going to come a great deal faster because it's got the seal of approval from the regulators already. That is correct. Uh, so there is a very strong push from the regulator in the UK, which I think the industry is perceiving very positively that there's a regulator who really takes a stance and is keen to push open banking ahead and a regulator who really sees the benefits of the things that not only PIS but also AIS services will enable for the consumer. Generally, the timelines for specifically VRP have been pushed back just a little bit. Uh, there was a recent announcement uh, which provided timelines with an expected trial uh, or, or soft launch for production testing of the TSP community or TPP community in uh, Q1, and then a production-ready rollout-ready kind of bank implementation towards June, July of 2022. And these are the timelines that I think everyone is currently working towards. To, um, also, we ourselves are planning to be one of the first in the market according to those timelines. Is that just for sweeping or is that for everything? Yeah, that is a good question. So that is mainly for sweeping. So sweeping are me-to-me payments, which are actually different from the recurring use case, as you would know it from ZEPA Direct Debit or Bex Direct Debit. Maybe good to explain this shortly to your listeners. Me-to-me payments basically means that the sender and receiver account needs to be a bank account that I own. And that has quite some operational implications for the practical use in an e-commerce environment because it actually means that I, as a merchant, need to have a wallet system or a virtual IBAN in the name of my user to really use sweeping. And that means it is technically more complex to, to use and to implement, but also it comes with additional costs because I need to operate virtual IBANs, I need to have a complex accounting system behind it. So that's why sweeping is just the first step towards the end goal, which should be VRP, variable recurring payments, which mimic proper uh, yeah, direct debits via API, so to say. 
open banking is great. Everybody tells me that. But the take-up is quite small at the moment. Is this something that's going to turbocharge that, do you think? Consumer adoption is one of the, I think, most, most discussed and also most controversial topics related to open banking. So maybe it's good to take a look into markets outside the UK, right? So the UK generally is a very advanced payments market from a cost perspective. Also from a perspective of open banking, I think you're probably a year ahead of continental Europe. However, there are other markets where you can already get a glimpse where this all will be going. For instance, you could look at Ideal in the Netherlands, which is probably 80 or 90% of the entire market for online uh, and also offline payments, which in principle uses the same technology and the same approach as open banking PIS. Also Poland, where you have Blick, which is a similar bank transfer method. Or you can also look outside Europe, where you can look at UPI in India, which has more than 30% market share just a few years after launch, or into Brazil, which just launched PIX. So all of those schemes for now are just one-off payment methods. But for instance, PIX in Brazil will also have a recurring user journey, which will, in principle, look the same as VRP in the UK. Also in Australia, NPP will have a recurring payment form, which will, in fact, also replace the currently existing uh, batch direct debit or batch recurring uh, method that is used in the market. So consumer adoption, I'm very much not worried about. And it also really depends on the market you look at. So for us, I can say that we are already growing extremely strongly on in continental Europe, simply because the mindset of the consumer is different and you compete against different types of payment instruments that are commonly used in the market. Okay, let's move on then to the hackathon, the first open banking VRP hackathon. What came out of it? What's likely to come out of the companies that did well? Yeah, so firstly, I think it's a great moment also to thank everyone who participated in the hackathon and who made it work. I think it was a fantastic showcase for the dimensions and verticals that we tackled, so bill payments, recurring payments, B2B payments, e-commerce environment, just to, to also see that even though there are still a lot of loose ends on the technical and also regulatory side, there are already a lot of ventures in the space that very deeply think of the use cases and different applications you can get out of VRP. So we've seen really nice showcases for uh, instance around PlayStation and how you could uh, build a recurring payment into that. Also the consumer protection mechanisms that we already saw being built into the payment flow. One of the still loose ends in open banking and also especially VRP, I would say, is that consumer protection is not on par with, for instance, banks or with the direct debit. You can say it's a good thing or a bad thing from an operational perspective. But uh, yeah, that, that these mechanisms are already being built in so that you have maximum amounts that the merchant can uh, capture from your account and that you can have limits uh, into periodicity. So these things we saw already executed and implemented really well. And I think these are factors that will drive consumer adoption in the future, you know, transparency and steerability. But you were saying that the regulation isn't there. Obviously, the regulation isn't there yet. But it will come and it will help shape what consumers ultimately are faced with. Correct. So 
if you compare the current landscape to the state of VRP and where these uh, recurring payments via API are going, then there's a few important things to consider. So just look at Bags Direct Debit, which has a, uh, a dispute or chargeback guarantee that is unlimited in time and amount. So the user or the shopper in principle can at any time go to a bank and dispute payments and claim the money back. That, of course, on the other side, creates huge unknown liability for merchants, which is very hard to handle. In PSD1 for Zipper Direct Debit, you have a 13 months no question asked uh, chargeback right, which again creates a liability for the merchant. These liabilities are extremely hard to manage from a yeah, long-term cash flow perspective or, or reserve perspective, but also from a just month-over-month payments capturing perspective because you might already get hit with chargeback fees or non-capturing fees by your PSPs if you try to collect the monthly payment and there's no money on the bank account. With open banking, you will be able to uh, do account balance check and reduce costs and your risks. For VRP and the variable recurring payments in that space, you also need to consider that the technology is actually different it is not per se a merchant-initiated pull payment, but it is kind of a push payment. So the operational processes, the liability and the control for the user and the merchant are quite different. And that needs to be considered in the future regulation for that. And I think that is one of the key factors that still needs to be tackled to really drive adoption of VRP for larger merchants. Well, this is going to come. What's the time scale? You mentioned earlier we were talking about the middle of next year for sweeping. When do you see full implementation, for example, of VRP? That is a good question. I do not have the exact answer to this. Um, I do or did see an email which uh, asked uh, uh, relevant entities to provide a full implementation schedule by end of January. So I would anticipate that the step from, from sweeping to full VRP should be relatively small from a technical perspective and also from a user interface and usability perspective. It should be relatively similar. So I would very much hope that full VRP is ready to roll by end of 2022, at least in the UK. In Europe, there's still a slightly longer path to walk. There is just a, a new governance council was announced for this. So the uh, European Retail Payments Board is handing over the responsibility for the specifications of VRP uh, to the European Payments Council, which is a very good signal because it also means that there will be a stronger push with more focused effort to standardize processes and also the operational uh, requirements for the implementation of VRP in the euro area. And that is something we're very much looking forward to. Thank you very much, Stefan Vollert, Chief Technology Officer and Co-Founder of Vault.